Hello and welcome. This is Colleen O'Grady, the host of the Power Your Parenting Moms with Teens podcast. This is a gathering place for moms to be encouraged, nurtured, and inspired. Also, you'll learn the latest in teen research and trends and get practical parenting tips. You really can improve your relationship with your teen and enjoy the teenage years. Welcome back, everyone, to the 106th episode of Power Your Parenting Moms of Teens podcast. I'm Colleen O'Grady, the host of the show. In this episode, we're going to talk about how to see, to discover, to realize signs of growth. Being able to see signs of growth is so important to a mom's well-being, and often one little sign of growth in our life or in our teen's life is enough to make us jump out of bed in the morning. Okay, well, that's a little bit exaggerated there. However, signs of growth do motivate us to get back in the parenting game because it reinforces that what we do matters. But signs of growth are rarely like blockbuster movies. They're not flashy, so it's easy to miss them, especially when it comes to our teens. Unfortunately, one little negative word from our teen can set off a five-alarm fire inside of us and blind us from seeing that there are still little buds of growth in our teens. Valentine's week was not what we expected in Texas. They called it the Texas winter storm, or the winter apocalypse, or snowateen, or snowgeddon. One little winter storm and sub-zero temperatures caused great havoc in our Texas infrastructure. I live in Houston, and most years it never gets to freezing temperatures. 29 degrees is a big deal. Our city pretty much stays green all year round. Yes, some trees do lose their leaves, but many don't. And in my entire lifetime, I've never seen Houston get to temperatures of 10 to 12 degrees. Now, I love hibiscus flowers, and I have four or five hibiscus plants, or like trees, in my backyard. Two of them are seven feet tall, and were still full of red and pink flowers on February 13th. Our city is full of palm trees. Every year in February, my front yard is full of various shades of pink azaleas. February 13th, all my bushes were loaded with azalea blossoms, and my camellia bushes were full of white flowers. After the freeze, everything in Houston was brown. The grass, the shrubs, brown. As best as I tried to cover my plants, they still froze. The azalea blossoms and leaves dried up. And even though the temperatures warmed up quickly, the damage to the plants were done. Driving down the street, you see piles of palm leaves and dead shrubbery in front of each house. I trimmed back my bushes and just clearing all the dead leaves away helped. And I noticed that several times a day I kept checking my agapanthas, the hibiscus, the pintas, the rose bushes, my lilies, the amaryllis looking for some sort of sign of growth. My 89-year-old mom lives in her home that overlooks the golf course, and the first thing she pointed out last Sunday was, look, there's some green out there. I think there is something in all of us that, especially when life looks barren, looks for any sign of growth. Later that day, I was walking my dog through the neighborhood, and I started to notice that green shoots of grass started to poke through the dead grass. 
Leaves were starting to sprout on my rose bushes, and some brave azaleas were able to make it through the freeze. And though half the bush had died, there were still a handful of azalea flowers that were able to come to their full glory. My agapantha that I thought was completely gone, I noticed underneath was the tiniest hint of green. So why am I going on and on about this? Well, these little signs of growth give me hope. They lift my spirit. Beauty prevailed. And yes, my yard and everyone else's took a toll from the freeze, but I can let that go when I see promises of growth, and then I can picture my yard being restored. This year, especially, we need to look for little signs of growth or signs of life. A year of quarantine has made our world look barren and bleak, and that takes a toll on our souls. It takes a toll on our vibrancy and on our energy. I talk to moms all over. I love my job because I get to have real conversations. And what I know is that moms, you are drained and exhausted. Your mothering resources are depleted. You may find that you get frustrated easier. You have less tolerance for things. People get on your nerves, especially your kids or your partner. So let me ask you about your heart and your emotional landscape. Does it feel gray, desolate, or do you just feel like that barren tree, or do you feel like you're frozen? With so much fear and uncertainty and hardship and turmoil from the past year, it's like the nightmare freeze that has caused a huge part of our soul to wither. We can feel like those dead plants in our yards. First of all, if you feel that way, it's completely understandable. But this is the time you need to be especially kind and compassionate to yourself. One way to do this is to pay attention to what nurtures your heart and soul, to look for what brings you life. When I say signs of life, it's when you notice that there is the equivalent of one blade of green grass that is shot up in a patch of dead grass. It's when you take a walk with a friend and you feel like you've been seen and heard and you share memories and for that moment you feel like yourself again. You feel a slight lift in your spirit. It's when you listen to a podcast that inspires you or music you can jam out to. And at that moment, you remember what it feels like to feel good. I am grateful that we are leaving a hard winter and approaching spring. And spring is definitely my favorite season. Nature is showing us that there are seasons and spring is a season of hope, renewal, and growth. The melting snow a patch of daffodils in their full glory in the middle of a forest. Even the cactus starts to flower. Yellow-green buds adorn the branches of trees again. Mom, many of you will have some time off during spring break or around Easter. As we enter spring, let nature remind you that there is hope that change and growth are happening. Mom, what can you do for you that will bring you life? It doesn't have to be a two-week vacation in Hawaii though that would be nice, but grabbing a cup of coffee with a friend, a dance party with your friends, or even your daughter. Now, I want to bring up novelty again. You can find some life, some new energy, just by doing something that's novel. Mothering can feel like a yard of dead grass because we're doing the same thing over and over again. Work, laundry, cooking, even going to the same grocery store and walking the same way through the produce aisle. 
And if we go out, we get the same takeout food or go to the same restaurant, driving the same way to school or work. The same thing day after day equals feeling blah. So even if you went to a different grocery store and drove a different way, well, that can help. Because novelty gives you dopamine, which is one of those feel-good chemicals. So mom, what can you do differently? How about a different restaurant? Or listen to different music? Or try a new recipe? Or go on a road trip to somewhere you've never been? Novelty is good for you and your whole family. And you'll feel a little bit of a lift. Now let's talk about our teens. This can be another area of our life that sucks the life out of us, where we feel like barren trees. We spend much of our time and invest a lot of our energy into parenting and monitoring our teens so that they can grow. It can be so discouraging to moms when we don't see signs of growth in our teens. I promise you there are signs of growth, but you need to know where to look for them. Maturity takes so much time and so much longer than we think it should take. Our teen's maturity and growth is not on our timeline. I wish it were. And that's what makes it so frustrating. You think, when are you going to get it together? Why are you making the same choices? I have told you a million times. When are you going to learn? Oftentimes, your teen's growth is not obvious. The reason being is that we see the negative, the attitude, and the mistakes, and it steals all of our attention. Mistakes yell for our attention and are like flashing red lights. You can't miss them. Signs of growth in our teen are often hidden, smaller, quieter, and therefore not seen or recognized. We desperately look for the big, major signs of growth to calm our fear so we can relax and know our teen is going to be okay. The problem is major signs of growth are rare because most of life doesn't work that way. Even if your daughter gets the lead in the musical and your son is a star basketball player, there are the other areas in their life that are going to be immature and where they're going to make some poor decisions. We live in a microwave world where we expect instant results and parenting a teen is like a very, very slow simmer. Just to mix my metaphors here. The good news is that there are small signs of growth that are happening every single day in your teen. Recognizing these small signs of growth makes a world of difference in our attitudes and our energy. All our time and effort feels like it matters. Seeing these little buds of growth enable us to stay grounded, especially when there is a major upset. I think what's hard for moms is that we can compare our teens to other teens who seem to have it all together. When we do this, we end up feeling bad about our son or daughter, our parenting ourselves. We worry, we stress, we feel pressure. We end up disappointed, frustrated, and often angry. We see the, quote, dead tree, the areas of your teen's life that's not growing, and we miss the signs of new growth. Again, it's easy to do. Growth is slow and it's not flashy. It often shows up in unremarkable ways. That's why we have to intentionally look for it. Here's a few more reasons we don't see the signs of growth. Let's talk about high expectations and perfectionism. 
Our teen is a work in progress, and they are biologically hardwired for mistakes and drama. If we have too high expectations for our teens, they will fail. Too high of expectations creates a lot of stress for your teen because they feel so pressured. High expectations can be another form of perfectionism. You're expecting your teen to reach impossible standards that your teen or actually any teen can accomplish. I'm not saying that you don't have expectations for your teen, but you want to make sure they're realistic. Yes, you want your teen to be productive, but you want to give them room to try new things, get out of their comfort zones, take risks, and if they're going to do that, they are going to fail sometimes. High expectations for your teen are as ludicrous as a mother of a toddler expecting her baby to walk perfectly the very first time that baby takes a step, that there's no room for that baby to fail or fall. And again, it would be ludicrous to, to yell at your baby and say, how dare you fall? I can't believe you fell again. No, you would never do that. A mom of that baby looks for the signs of growth and celebrates it. She knows falling is a part of learning how to walk. But she gets so excited and generally happy when she sees her baby struggle to stand up again and take a few more steps. Both the falling and getting up are signs of growth. Where do you look for signs of growth? Well, many of you may say, well, I don't see any growth in my teen. The growth is there even if you don't see it. You need to know where to look for the growth. It may not be obvious at first glance, and here's why. Human beings have a propensity to focus on the negative, like that dead tree, which then takes up all of our attention. We start creating stories in our head about the negative, and then we end up feeling discouraged. So you ask, where do I look? Well, you look for small growth in their choices, attitude, reactions, habits, relational interactions, and character traits. Okay, let me give you a couple of examples. Your teen has a D in chemistry. The small growth could be admitting to you that he hasn't done his homework. He's taking responsibility. Asking you if he can go to tutoring. He's asking for help. He starts his homework without you telling him. He's showing initiative. Your daughter has unhealthy eating habits. She won't eat breakfast and then she binges on gummy bears. The small growth can be you have a discussion about healthy food choices and she listens instead of yelling at you. She's controlling her reactions. She tells you she will eat yogurt for breakfast, but she doesn't like frozen waffles. She is being upfront and negotiating with you instead of throwing that waffle in your neighbor's yard, which actually is what one of my young clients did with her waffle. Your daughter tells you that she wants to start going to the gym to get in shape. Your daughter is showing initiative. Your daughter apologizes to you for yelling at you when you asked her about the gummy bears. Your daughter is showing self-awareness and that she's taking responsibility for her emotional outbursts. You want to intentionally look for the signs. Another challenge for moms is that your teen will never make perfect progress. It's messy. They may be making progress in one area and then will blow it in another. For example, he finally brought up his grades to all A's and B's, but then he comes home after curfew reeking of alcohol. 
it can feel like the curfew alcohol incident cancels out the growth of good grades, but it doesn't. All growth counts. Let me say that again. All growth counts and can help ground us, especially when there is a big upset or disappointment like that alcohol incident with your teen. Here's what I mean when I say grounded. Your teen brought up his grades and that's a big deal. You want to ride that wave and let your teen know how you see that he has taken ownership over his grades and that that took self-control and discipline. He had his priorities in the right place. He really worked hard and that showed grit. Those things don't go away just because he got drunk and came home after curfew. But our fear is like a moth to the flame. We forget all this great stuff and we think, who is this kid? What's wrong with him? What does that say about me? We can spin out of control and think he's going to end up in jail. And then you wrestle in your head if you will bail him out or not, or let him spend the night in jail to learn his lessons. Our imaginations can go to the dark side. When you hold in one hand, my son made some great progress with his grades. And then in the other hand, the disappointment over the alcohol incident, you're just a lot calmer. You don't spiral out of control. In fact, research shows that you will get a lot farther with your teen by building on their strengths. Like, you've made so much progress with your grades and you have demonstrated responsibility. You've used self-control and discipline and you've done the hard thing. Now, how can you use those abilities and take responsibility over your choices so that you don't repeat last Saturday night? Instead of yelling at him for being such an idiot and being so irresponsible last Saturday night. If you aren't seeing the signs of growth at that moment, you really feel like he's an idiot. Research shows that yelling things like, you're an idiot, is really harmful. This won't motivate your team in any positive way. Your teen will shut down, get angry, or feel shamed, and wall you out of his life. Again, seeing signs of growth takes intention. When you're angry or upset, you tend to miss them. When you're dwelling over the Saturday night incident, you will miss seeing the growth. So here is a practical way. You can see the signs of growth in your teens. And my moms love this exercise. You can create a growth journal. Before you go to bed, write one thing that you observe that shows growth. She cleaned her room without asking. He initiated a conversation about grades and told me the truth. Your daughter ran up to you and gave you a big hug out of the blue and told you that she loves you. It doesn't matter how small it is. Just write it down. And if you don't, you're going to totally forget these little things. But these little signs of growth, again, are evidence that more growth is coming. Why this is good is when you're having one of those days where it's hard to stop obsessing about the Saturday night incident, you can read your growth journal. It will help you remember those signs of growth. It will help you see your daughter or your son in a more holistic way. It will help you have hope and reassurance that he or she will be okay. See, this is good for you, your teen, and your relationship. I hear so many of my teens say something like, 
My mom only dwells on what I did wrong and not what I did right. She's always on my case. I can't please her. If this is your teen's impression of you, they will avoid you because they don't want you to put them down or tell them what they did wrong again. Now, let me pause here. If you're with a friend at lunch and she rattled 95 things that you did wrong, would you ever want to go to lunch with her again? Of course not. We don't like someone telling us what we are doing wrong over and over again. That doesn't feel good. And your teen doesn't like it either. So when you focus on the growth and it's in your awareness, you will tell your teen about it. If it's not in your awareness, you can't. But when you acknowledge how hard they studied and how diligent they were, well, they're going to open the door to their room and let you in and the door to their heart. Everyone wants to be seen in the best possible light. Even if the growth you see in your teen is like one blade of grass in a dead yard, it's still a sign for you and your teen that more growth is coming. Another benefit for talking about the growth you see is that you help your teen see it too. They often aren't aware that they're growing either. When you acknowledge and honor what they've done, they will want to do more of it. It's hopeful for you and your teen. Too often we look for the big signs to calm our fears. The problem is that the big signs don't happen very often. As you know, developing a healthy mindset, positive character traits, creating healthy habits and patterns, and maturity take time, a lot of time, and it often shows up in one little tiny choice or interaction. Be intentional and look for the small signs that happen every day. When you see the first bud of maturity in your teen, it can be such a relief. It's a sign of new growth, but more importantly, it's a sign that your teen is going to be okay. This concludes this week's episode of Power Your Parenting Moms and Teens podcast. If this podcast has been helpful, I would absolutely love it if you could go to Apple Podcasts and give Power Your Parenting Moms with Teens podcast a five-star review. This makes it easier for other moms like you to find the support and encouragement they need. Also, my best-selling and award-winning book, Dial Down the Drama, Reducing Conflict, Reconnecting with Your Teenage Daughter, A Guide for Mothers Everywhere. You can find that and order it online at Amazon and Barnes & Noble. And you can always find other great resources and contact me at ColleenOGrady.com, two L's and two E's. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.